Hello, mutant agers or mutants. We never figured out what to call all of you. It's Maddie. I am about to present to you an interview that Ryan and I did with Cal Dodd, who is the voice of Wolverine on X-Men the Animated Series. And it's a really fun conversation, but I also wanted to prepare your ears a little bit This is a recording of a phone call that we had, so it is not the usual crisp audio quality that you're used to here at the Mutant Ages. It's also pretty casual. There's a little bit of interrupting each other, talking over each other. It's all in one track. I can't can't really edit out uh, the number of times that we interrupt each other because it's all one file. So there's that as well. But you're gonna love it because... It's a fun convo, and Caldod is a delight. So um, I'll just hit that theme song, and then we'll get right into it. Enjoy. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their more than anyone should From the comic book pages to the animated stages The mutant ages Decades of history The mutant ages With Ryan and Maddie The mutant ages A journey Okay, did I successfully merge the calls? Cal, are you yes. with us? I'm here. Excellent, is, we is, did it. Is that, is that Ryan? It yes, is it Ryan. is. Hello, hello. <laughs> and and um, is that still you? And Maddie, is that still you? It, as far as I know, it's still me. I don't know okay. if I was replaced by somebody else in the interim, but let's, let's hope I wasn't. So thank you <laughs> okay. so much, Cal. I know your full name is actually Castle, but as far as I know... No, it's not. And no, no, Ma- Maddie. 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 Uh-huh. Yes. Wait a minute. I'm going to stop you right there because my real name is, is spelled C-A-T-H-A-L, and it's yeah. Irish, it's Gaelic, and it's pronounced... You don't pronounce the T... So it's pretty, I've been through this my entire life when I moved from Ireland back to, back to Canada. When I moved from Ireland to Canada when I was like four or five, they, wow. you know, my mom sent me to school and, and they, it's like, it, it's pronounced it, by Irish people, of course, and the way it's properly pronounced is Cahoe. No, so you take the T out, and it's just like saying cat without the T, cat, <laughs> and then a hill. Picture a hill, literally on a hill, so it's Cahoe. Castle. Which is the easiest. Oh, I do. Castle. <laughs> Castle. Pardon? Castle. Excellent. So anyway, I was, going, I was going to school. I would go to school in grade like one, and they were calling me like a bovine, a cow, cattle, cattle. I, and I'm going, Mom, they're calling me a cow at school. So we just changed it from then on. Yes, <laughs> and that's, that's what you go by in your professional career is Cal. That's what you're No, no, no it's, it's yeah, Cal Dodd, C-A-L-D-O-D-D. That's all it's ever been because people, God help them, would never be able to pronounce that. <laughs> you make it easier for everybody else. Yeah. Oh, no well. kidding. 
and some wingnut back in some wingnut back in my hometown got, started a, a some channel or whatever you call it, it, it dedicated <laughs> to me, and he's put my name in. It's like Kyle Dodd, and they're going, "Geez, <laughs> don't do that, idiot." <laughs> So why don't you take us way back to the 90s and tell us about your audition to play Wolverine in X-Men the Animated Series, if you please. You want to hear about the, you want to hear about the, Wolver- the Wolverine? You want to hear about the audition? Of course. Yeah, of okay. course. All right, so it was, it was, of course, it was uh, 92 that we did the auditions or when we first started. Maybe maybe it was late 91, I don't know, when they did the actual auditions because the series ran from 92 to 97. Two, three, right. four, five, six. Uh, okay, maybe yeah. Two, well, that would be six years, and that doesn't make any sense, inclusive of '92. So, it, yeah, maybe the audition was in. Uh, I thought it premiered October, Halloween on 1992. I know it did. It premiered in uh, Halloween, October 1992. That sounds so. Right. They, uh, so obviously the auditions were in uh, in '92. So I get a call. I get a call from this agent because I had I had done one voiceover in my life. I sang, when I hit Toronto, I, was, I sang and I was a top jingle singer. Like, I worked in studios. I backed up Ann Murray. I backed up Bo, uh, Bo Diddley. Yeah, Bo Diddley. I Chubby Checker. Like, on different shows, TV shows and stuff. But, I, you know, on different people's albums. And I did, I was the top jingle, meaning commercial singer. And I flew to, to New York, to Chicago, and Canada, of course. And was, like, as the lead doing commercials for Wonder Bra and for ketchup and, you know, cool. beer yeah. and stuff. So I was, I was not known as a voice. I did not have an agent. Right. Singers don't have agents. And they only get paid scale. There was never anything more than scale for singers. So you, once you've got an agent to do voiceovers, that means you've got scale and a half because the agent has to take their cut. Right. So I, I, didn't, I didn't have an agent. So I, someone asked me, I, I did something singing, and they loved my voice. And I, in the singing thing that I did, which was like, who's got all the four by fours? You know, and it was a singing gig. And the guy <laughs> remembered it, and he said, would you like to be the voice, over, voice of Chrysler for Canada? And I said, duh, duh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so how long did I've never done that. And so I did it for a year and a half to two years. Yeah. And actually, yeah. actually the guy the guy I replaced was Norm Spencer, who played Cyclops in Wolver- in uh, X-Men. Oh, wow. And it was so cool. So cool yeah. that I took the job away from him, being Wolverine, <laughs> taking Cyclops' job. Classic. Oh, it was. Cool. No, it was. And it's a classic inside story. Because when he found out, because we never met, and I met him on the set to do the X-Men. And he said, "You did you you did uh, right there." He said, "He said I was do- I was doing that." And I said, <laughs> "But I said, well, you're not now, are you, pal?" <laughs> so, so, yeah. So um, I'd never done a voiceover, so that was the only voiceover I did for a year and a year and a half without an agent. And so, of course, my agent now, who was Norm's agent then, wanted to know who's this guy doing Chrysler that doesn't have an agent. So I was taking all the money. I was giving any agent 15% of, of anything. Long story short, um, I got a call from Karen Gura, who the people in New York and stuff had hired to task for the X-Men. And it was known as the X, it was a secret, secret audition. And you couldn't tell anyone what it was for. It was called Project X. Hello, <laughs> Project X. Yeah. So I mean, when she phoned me and said, "Would you be interested in doing this?" And I said, "What is it?" She said, "It's for it's for a, a cartoon or a cartoon, an animated series called The X Men, and they want they're looking for Wolverine. They've been looking for quite a while." And they're like, "I said, who's he? Who's Wolverine? What is that?" Yeah. And she told me I went, and I literally. And the only one in the cast that knew anything about Wolverine was Beast. The guy who played Beast ended up playing Beast, George Buza, had right. read, read a comic. 
back in right. the day. So he had, but, I, I had no, but the rest of you, not so much. Yeah, right? none of it. We had no idea. No idea. So if I, I went to the audition blindfold, well, blind, and they I got behind the glass and they gave me a picture of them, like an anime picture of them. Right. And it's I said, right, that's very cool. Everything, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah. And, and he was five foot two or three or whatever they said. I said, okay. And they read these names to me. They said, uh, so we're thinking, uh, I said, well, what do you hear him sounding like? And they said, but listen to these names, Ward Bond. And I went, Ward Bond? from It's a Wonderful Life who played the cop in A Wonderful Life and he had a series years ago called Wagon Train and he was yeah, a great okay. big, big sort of Ward Bond had a big voice and he was I loved him and I loved this reference was Steve McQueen and I went oh I love that because he's very introverted and very quiet Steve McQueen yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's serious, and I loved Steve McQueen, and and they said, and of course Clint Eastwood, and I went, okay, right, right, and yes. then, right, right. So, so so I added, I added when they gave me this, and I looked at the line because the first line they gave me was, um, are you guys familiar with Wolfman Jack? Not really, not really, but I do know. <laughs> Wolf, Wolfman, Wolfman yeah. Jack was a very famous disc jockey, disc jockey uh, radio announcer for years, and like you know, yeah. his voice like the Midnight Special, baby. Okay. I brought in a little Wolfman Jack baby into Wolverine's right, right, voice. Right, right. And so I read the lines that they gave me, and, and uh, I grew up in a little town, so I knew it was a lot of fighting in my little town because there's only 3,000 people, and the guys had nothing to do but they poke each other in the head. <laughs> so I knew the line, when I read some of the lines he was saying, I said, oh, I love this guy. I love the fact that he was short and he didn't take crap from anybody. Yep. And he just, I, I said, this is so cool. I know a guy like this in my hometown that wouldn't take, and I wouldn't, I would like, but, People that picked on people I couldn't stand. So the first line that I read was like, you like picking on people smaller than you? Well, I'm smaller than you. Pick on me. <laughs> and they just, they just, the guys behind the glass just, because they've been looking for a while, casting yeah. and crap. And yeah. I, they just, I saw their jaws drop and they, they sort of like jumped up in unison and went like, Oh, quick, give them more lines. They're like, give them more lines. The voice, that's it right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so they gave me this line. Get them, get them. Oh, yeah. Maddie, they gave me this line. So they got it. I said, sure. So is that okay? Like, said, oh, no, just keep reading. Keep, keep doing stuff. And I said, so I loved it. I said, I love it. I love his attitude. I love that he defends people that are like, they're people that other people are taking advantage of and stuff. And so this okay. is the line they gave me. Honest to God, I read this line. I don't even know who the guy is, but I'm, so I'm reading. I've become this person. I'm looking at it, the picture in front of me, and I went, I know what you're thinking, punk. The question is, can I get Wolverine before he turns me into shish babab with those claws? Oh, well, Bob, the dirty seeing as these claws are adamantium, yeah. the strongest metal known, and can stick to vanadium steel like a hot knife through butter, buddy, you've got to ask yourself, do I feel lucky? But it's the Clint Eastwood reference. Oh, yeah. You know, I, know what you're, I know what you're thinking, punk. Question yeah. is, can I get Wolverine before he turns me into shish kebab? And I just loved it. He's in the claws. Well, he's pup. great. He's in the claws. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. claws and everything. He's going to shish kebab. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so they just, they, um, uh, I, I, they said, that's, that's great. I, I said, well, okay, thanks very much. And I went home. And yeah. two days later, I got a call. And they said, and they were so, it was such a huge deal for them. And as it turns out, it was a huge deal for me. Then, like, the best thing I've done in my life just for five years. And never, first of all, people, everyone wants to do a cartoon. I don't care what right. actor. They oh, yeah. all want to do an animated character. And here I end I up, do. not even knowing who my guy is, and he's the <laughs> biggest iconic character with Batman. He's up there with Batman, and, like, he it's is. not even bigger than Batman. 
Right. right. And, you know, you know, a lot of that is because of your performance, though, because no, you... I, well, Maddie, thank, the thank you very much. I know. <laughs> I know, but, I, but I, I felt like him. Ryan, Maddie, I felt like him, and I became him. And they were asking, see, he was Canadian, the only Canadian X-Men, too. And these cats were all from New York. You know, New York and L.A. Dan Hennessy was our musical. Uh, Joe Calamari was from was with Marvel at that time from New York. Right, right, yep. That's right. He just he just loved me, and he said he said he took me aside and before because we had more work to do. And when we did our very first session, he said, "Okay, we want to know what he's what he's going to talk like when he's not fighting and growling like yeah." I went like, "Oh, please," because I, I wouldn't last long. Yeah. And he said, "I just love Joe, and he he loved me too." And he just said, "You know, have fun." He said because this he said this whole series. This animated series is about you. It's yeah. about Wolverine. I couldn't believe it. I said, what? Did, yeah, the whole thing. He said, if you see promos for X-Men, Wolverine will always be front and center at the very front of all of them. They'll be behind him. And I said, wow, that's very cool. But then, you know, I've, I've seen it. I, oh, I've seen it, Ryan. I've seen it in all the promos. Wolverine's right out front. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's kind of become the yeah. icon for the X-Men. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And Beast, and, and Beast and, uh, we've been doing a lot of uh, uh, Comic-Con. Beast, I talked him into doing it, finally. Uh, George <laughs> Luther. No, because I, mean, I love Beast. And, you know, so we, we have a great time doing that, flying all over the planet. And it's just <laughs> a wonderful, wonderful time. And I cannot, I, I can't believe how in love, how the fans are un believable like oh, i love yeah. them so much it's crazy they yeah. just they say and i'm not lying and my wife would tell you too that she flies with me she said i can't get over this these people <laughs> say you made my childhood and yeah, they start yeah. almost crying they almost start can i shake you know of course you can shake my hand but not now because all the comic con yeah. is canceled and you can't do that I mean, you, don't, you don't want to be touching anybody right now so no no, no I know the best you're going to get when it comes to talking to a yeah. couple of humans right right this is, this yeah. is the best you're going so to get so, so yeah so anyway so when they phoned me and they said you, you are you are our Wolverine I said fantastic and I'm in my head I'm going Whatever that means, I don't. I don't know where this is going, but that's terrific. And then he said, but the, the author said that. So the guy that was coming close to you to getting Wolverine, he ended up playing Cable in this series. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, it really yeah. does. I can gruff, see that gruff voice, yeah. similar yeah. type of a character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I guess it was my attitude or something that they liked. Yeah, I fell in love with this character. Oh yeah, Lawrence I mean, Baines. Lawrence Baines. Lawrence Baines was the kid that played the guy that played um, Cable. Cable. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right. So we got another. And we see each other all the time. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm glad you're all friends. We've got another question for mm -hmm. you. So. You sort of hit upon it a little bit here by talking about how Wolverine always stands up for people, but we've been rewatching the show for our podcast, and yeah. something we've really noticed is how political the show is and how much of it is oh. about the X-Men being underdogs, being um, other, dealing with bigots, and just standing up for themselves. And we just wondered how you felt about playing a character who so epitomizes that energy and is probably an icon for people in wanting to stand up for themselves and their rights. Like, I'm sure that that's something you hear from yeah, fans a lot about yeah, Wolverine, right. right? Oh, God, yes. Uh, yeah, um, and for sure, it's like, I couldn't, and I can't believe the analogies today with what's happening today yeah. With, yeah. with the, the racism and the whole thing that's going down, and it's almost like Friends of Humanity in the episodes of the X-Men and stuff. It is so it really is. honest to God, it's, it's like taking a picture out of anything that's happening today. Right. Yeah. 
And that, that, Black that Lives Matter. Black Lives well. Matter. Yeah. It, it is astounding how hip the show was. And as, yeah. as they always said in, in, to everyone, if you've talked to Eric and Jody, it's like they said we were, we did we refused to talk down to the children. And they yeah. and you know children, you know, because they were they were kids, but they never yeah. Yeah. talked down to them like they were little babies, you know. I mean, you know, it was like, no, we're going to do this, and and Morph's going to die because that's we want the kids to learn death is a part of life as well. Mm-hmm. Right? They're they're taking a significant risk by being the X Men. Like there's a life <laughs> or death situation. Oh, for sure. And but and, and like the the, the the racism thing and like treating mutants like well they're weird people. You you can't we you don't want those people. They're different from us. Yeah, they, oh, exactly. well, excuse me, excuse me, pal, for breathing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back off, Bob. Back off for about. a minute while you still can. <laughs> yeah, Tackles on the back of my neck get up when I think of those kind of people that are yeah. that are pick, pick on other people and stuff. Yeah. So you're, you're a real life Wolverine. That's what you are. A real life yeah, Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I, if I could have, if I had a dime for every time I heard of my hometown, my hometown, and I couldn't believe when I got to see this line finally to Cyclops, and it was uh, it's Cyclops. It's in the in the jet or something. Wolverine sitting behind him waiting for me. What's the matter, pretty boy? Teacher's pet got cold feet. <laughs> and Cyclops, because he he hated him, teacher's pet. But she was. Cyclops was, was, was. Uh, Professor Xavier's pet. <laughs> oh, he'd always run up to Professor. He'd go up to Professor and say, Professor, didn't you say we were supposed to be coming people and like doing this kind of stuff? And it's almost like a Ted Knight character. And I go like, why don't, you, why, don't, why don't you move away and back off, Tub? So anyway, so he, he turns and gives Wolverine a look like his Wolverine said, what's the matter? Teacher's pet got cold feet. Cyclops turned around and looked like he was going to do something about it. And Wolverine just says, anytime, pretty boy. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime, pretty boy. Uh, I just love that line. Did you all get to record in the booth at the same time as one? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That's that's one of my favorite stories, too, is the first time I met Norm, all of us, because we were all seven of us were inside the room at the same time, which changed very quickly because there was too much leakage. But we were all in the middle, and they didn't know me because I was, as I said, I was a singer. And you don't sing don't see voiceover people when you're right. doing voice right. when you're doing recordings. I do the singing, I split, and they come in and do the final the voiceover. Right. I was like the outsider already, so it was perfect because I'm Wolverine and he's an outsider with within the X Men too. Yes. Yeah. And he doesn't yeah. he, he goes his own I go where I want to go. He goes his own way. So, Norm, we're doing an episode. It's actually in one of the first two episodes, I think, of the series, and he's in a pool hall. And he's listening to the TV, and they're talking about Friends of Humanity and on the TV thing. And like, we've got to fight these mutants. We've got to get rid of them. And, and Wolverine's about to take a shot, but he's playing with these tough guys at the table. And he, he's not dressed, of course, as Wolverine costume, but he looks, he looks up and, and, and to the TV and says, why don't you shut that thing off? <laughs> and they look at him and said, what's the matter? Like, what are you, you, know, what are you, doing? you know, who are you? Like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> and so one of the guys, the tough guys, they wanted a Jack Nicholson sound alike. So they, they, the guys from the, in the control room from New York and I said, do any of you guys do a, a Jack Nicholson? And I so happened to do like probably the best Nicholson I've ever heard. And, but I, you know, I have always done voices in my life, but I, these guys don't know that. And I haven't right. used them in voiceovers. So Norris right beside me, he put his hand up and said, I can do that for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like Ted Knight, I can do that for you, Murray. Uh, so, so he does his best Jack Nicholson and I, I heard it and I, I didn't laugh but I couldn't take it I just put my head up and said uh, I, uh, sure anyone else I said yeah I'll do it <laughs> and I forget what the, 
I forget what the line is. Why don't you take your glasses off, funny boy? <laughs> to, to Wolverine. I think we're going to have to get drunk to kill the bug that's up your ass. <laughs> Norm, 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 first, Norm, Norm Spencer turns to me and he says, and are we, are you, you're taping this, so I won't use the word, but he turned to me and said, oh, piss off. <laughs> but he used, he, used, he used the F-bomb, like, oh, off. <laughs> and he just threw up his hands and said, okay, fine, let him do it. Wow. And so, uh, so I do that voice in that tough scene with all these rough guys with Wolverine or something. That's cool. Oh, Norm is the funniest guy. Your little voices, too, in addition to Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I do a lot of voices. And you just help out with whatever else happens right. to come up. Yeah, yeah. of course. No. Something else that we really like about Wolverine is just the emotional range that you gave to the character. Like, obviously, yes. we've talked a lot about, like, the funny one-liners that you've, you've done as Wolverine, and those are, those are great, and those are what people think of with the character. But you also had to play this very vulnerable character, like, who cries oh. a lot. He's right. yeah. oh. And I just, I wonder if you could speak on that, like, playing this very tough guy, male He's character. He's also, also very emotional. So yeah. emotional. It's hard. Mark is huge, and he's very, very lonely. Yeah. And when he, I would love the episodes where he'd take off and go up north, and he spent times with the Inuits and the Eskimos. Right. His heart, he didn't know, and they're throwing him up in the blanket and stuff. And you know, he's picking up the, the guy that's usually the, the this tough guy in the in the Eskimo village as fishermen, whatever they're fishing is like this guy that they depend on. But now Wolverine, of course, all in thousands of fish and stuff, and sure. he's all of a sudden yeah. they're on love with Wolverine, Wolverine. So he gets his, he gets his nose out of joint. This this guy and ends up going to not finding um uh here he is, Sabretooth. Yeah, who you know this is a great episode with Sabretooth. But Wolverine, they start throwing him up. They're celebrating him and they're throwing him up in a blanket. And I, they, they said, okay, Cal. So when you're they're throwing up the blanket, you have to like whoa, like, you know, but and and you you have to laugh. And I said, wait a minute. <laughs> I've never ever heard Wolverine laugh or ever thought about him laughing. Yeah! Wow! Oh my God. The only, the point. only episode where he laughs, and it was I, I laughed like this buddy of mine at home that he reminded me of. So it was like I throw him up in the air and he goes like, "Whoa!" Ha, 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 ha. You know, but then that's the only time I had to do it. Yeah. In answer to Maddie's question, at the end of that, near the end of the, yeah, at the end of the episode, he's sitting out in front of the hut or whatever with the chief of the right. tribe. Right, and right. They're just two of them sitting there, and Wolverine grabs out of his little backpack, takes out his mask, and realizes this is this is what I have to do with my life. I can't right. stand in this because he, he left the X Men, and he right. took it out and looked at it, and the Eskimo chief turned to him and said, "You must do what you have to do, my friend." And he got up and walked away. And Wolverine, the camera zooms in on him, and Wolverine says, "And and it can't be like that voice, but he just turns in." Hammers on him and he says, "You called me friend." Yeah. Yeah. Goes to, it fades to black. Yeah. I mean, there's so much. Was very, drama. very. Oh, very emotional. But the, but then the, the other one, Maddie, was was the uh, when they're in Paris and it, he, he goes they go back to like before Wolverine haven't even had his claws. Oh yeah. And right. He, he, yeah. He uh, something about the old soldiers. Yes. Yeah, and he meets Captain, Captain America. He meets Captain that, America. That, that episode. is a fun episode. <laughs> oh, was it ever? Because he says, I love when they're climbing up the wall, he and Captain America, he's looking at Captain America's outfit, and he says, what's, what's that made of, anyway? It's got to itch. <laughs> it's great. It's got to itch. 
And you oh, yeah. The voiceover in that episode is Wolverine where you admit that you think Captain America actually looks really cool. But, like, of course, <laughs> you would never say that yeah. out loud. Like, out loud, he's like, that's good itch. I can't oh, man. you can, but it's oh, yeah. but, but then they end up, uh, um, Wolverine, uh, sorry, Gambit and uh, Rogue are yeah. at a cafe outside in Paris. And yeah. Wolverine's gone to the church. Where he got the the, the stuff from um, Nightcrawler. Uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you. That's <laughs> no the Bible problem. portions that he saw. And, and here is Wolverine. And I I I grew up, which is very just not grew up. I happened to think at one point I was going to be a priest. So I went Ooh. to a junior semi junior seminary for grades nine, ten, and eleven, a private boys' school for uh, to be a priest. Wow. And. Yeah, so this was very cool that he got, Wolverine got, the, and he's kneeling in front of the altar and right. praying. He said, and I will take very fast and be with you and hold you by that bath. And yeah. he's like stumbling with the words and looking in very, very serious inner moment with himself. And it was so cool that they did that with him. He's just looking for, for some help anywhere in the world. Right. Right. And, he's so, and he's so lonely. And at the back of the church, I love the way this ends, too. They zoom in on, on Rogue, who's found him in the church. She walked in, but she's at the back of the church. And mm-hmm. they, they zoom right in on her, and there's a teardrop running down her face. Watching yeah. him and listening yeah. to him. I mean, so many of the episodes are like that. They'll be about trying to find some form of family, some form of community, and sometimes they succeed, sometimes they fail, but most of the time that family is one another. Yeah, and I I feel like Wolverine in particular also does a lot of self-healing on this show, you know. I think that that speaks to you a little bit, it sounds like, with him going away, you know, up to Alaska or going to Japan to kind of like find himself and find peace with himself. And I I think that speaks to that character. And, you know, does that speak to you at all, where it's like just kind of trying to find that self-peace, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he was always struggling to find peace within himself and yeah. for sure because he was a lost soul like every woman or chick that he was with it just yeah. never happened no it's not seriously it's like what's, what am I doing wrong here yeah, yeah poor guy was- like Gene is like Gene and Cyclops <laughs> you know that <laughs> that infamous stuff that's all over that, that they keep they keep changing that picture remember he's in he's in bed looking at the picture yes he's of, always looking at that picture Cyclops, yeah. Cyclops and Gene and he scratches he cuts it in half whatever that's before okay. he leaves and then he and then he walks out from that to tell Cyclops I made him a convertible Classic Wolverine on Cyclops there. That was actually one of our next questions here. It It really was, actually. Wolverine has a lot of paramours in his life. Of course, he he wants to be with Jane, but he's got plenty of other exes floating around. But I did read a different interview with you where you were talking about that episode with the alternate timeline where he's with Storm. Yeah. Is that still one of your favorites? Is that the person who you think Wolverine should have ended up with in the show? Where where they end up in love with Storm, you mean? Yes. Yes. Of course. Is that Days of Future Past? What what was it? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I couldn't believe that episode. It was so odd. I would never think of those two together, but they were so, that was so happening. And, oh, and, and at the end of that episode, at the end of it, when he says, do you think we'll remember this? You know, and it was so sad because, and he just held her and kissed her or whatever. It was just, and 
It goes to right. black again. It's like, oh, damn it. Again, he gets screwed up. <laughs> yeah, he just can't seem to figure it out. I, you know, uh, I, I, I like that, I, too. I just love Storm, and, Storm and Logan, it's, it's a good pairing. I'm yeah, yeah it's that. one that we both oh, yeah. like, too, as well. So we're with you on that. So um, we've got yeah. another question. So you've met Hugh Jackman, right, and talked to him about how much this yeah. show has influenced how no, I don't, no, no, I've actually Oh, no, no. I only met him once, and that was before he was in Toronto in, ni- in 2000, if not 1999. The year 2000. Like, right when he was becoming Wolverine, basically. He was wow. the very first. He was going to do his first Wolverine movie. Right. He was okay. going to do the first movie, and Beast, George Booza, was in it a very small part. And and the only one of us that did anything. And um, yeah. I, wasn't, I didn't even entertain the fact of doing that, because they, they got which I didn't understand that he's six like two or three and not not five two or five three I loved I loved what he ended up doing with it so he he walked up to me in this in this meetings because you know we were the animated people we were all there and so he makes a beeline for me and he said this is uh, Hugh Jackman Calder he said (laughs) I said nice to meet you you and he said Love to meet you too, Mike. But I gotta tell you, I'm sick and tired of listening to your voice. <laughs> <laughs> so no, he must have had to have studied it. Yeah. Oh, he did exactly, Maddie. They were. He was told by the, everyone involved. They said this. There's never been a movie about the X Men or Wolverine on camera. The only people, the only voice that, that for the last five years, six years, that people know about or know and hear him when they read their comic books or whatever is Cal Dodd's voice of yeah. the original Wolverine. That's he right. Said, oh, so that he had to listen to it for, for months and months and they said, so if you can, get sort of near that or whatever. But you can't tell someone to like impersonate, you know, a cartoon right. character. Of course. But they said, if you could come anywhere near that, it would be really nice. So obviously he's listened to it for a long, long time. Pleasure to meet you, Mike. i got to tell you, I'm sick and tired of this to your voice. <laughs> and I, so I, said, I, went, I just said to him as he said, I said, well, that's all well and good, but don't fuck it up. <laughs> Good. There you go. It seems like you're yeah. large. Yeah, it pretty- seems like it did okay. I don't know. Um, so I wanted to ask you also just about all the other times that you've gotten to play Wolverine. Like you've gotten to play him in a couple of video games, Marvel right. vs. Capcom, and so on. How how and those con- experiences and toys. Oh right. yeah, the toys. How did those experiences compare to doing the show? Just in terms of logistics, was it as much fun, or did it kind of get no. harder after a while? No, I mean it's fun. It was fun. It, it, they're just lines. If you're doing for, for especially for toys, it's like right. back off, sub, back off, sub. Or it's like I go where I want to go. Just, just these famous lines are like schnick, schnick, or, or something. Yeah. And that was the same in the videos too. It's like ding, ding, or whatever, like something ridiculous. And what is, you know, I didn't even know what I was doing. Right. It's a video game that I never ever oh. saw any of them. Right, because it's just like little but bits. But the kids love it. it. I can't help but the kids love the video games. And that's like, can you do that line from things? And, um, and I'm <laughs> no, trying to pretend I, know when they're, I try to pretend what, I know what they're talking about. Which one? Kazernke. Kazernke. I said, oh, Kazernke. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, but sure. Kazernke. easier if people are asking about voice lines from the animated series, because clearly you remember every single one of those lines. Right, of course. On all of them. <laughs> Years, so you know that's easy. It must have been a lot of fun, also, just sitting there and having to repeat different lines over the top for the toys. That you know, the Wolverine's got one line he's going to say on this toy, so you got to like 
<laughs> you got to really make it count. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the that's yeah. best you can do. So we've got one more question heart? for you. Okay. Um, All right. So we know you're also a musician. Yes. And yes. Are you still Are you still recording music now and now in this time? And and is that oh, something yeah. that you could recommend every, that people find? Like how? Oh no! Every every you? every night, every night for the last uh, since this COVID thing started, a goose. And you'll love this because I'm now known as the Goose Whisperer. Uh, in my right next to my house, a goose. A goose, a stupid mother goose, laid her eggs on the garage, like literally two feet from my house, wow. up and up. And I, the, the male seemed to come disappear. He started coming back eventually, but I was started feeding her and singing to her. Right. And so, and it became a huge thing. So they've turned it into, they want to turn it into a documentary and they've turned it into like 20 minute episodes and there are 10 of them. And it's a goose whisperer. Wait, is this something we can easily find? Yeah, what? It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube for sure. Uh, I will send it to you. need to find it's that. Worth, it's oh laughable. Oh my goodness. I, that's laughable. great. We will absolutely But now that. I'm on, but I'm on Facebook every night doing like really, really hard to sing, but very cool tunes. Every night I do one to two tunes, and I've, I've got right. about 55, 55 done. Let's do this COVID thing because there's nothing for, I, there's no work. I can't go to work. There's, just, there's no studio. Nothing's open. Right, right, of course. So I'm singing for free, and there's great songs, and I love doing it because I love singing. So it, it, I don't know. You have to be on Facebook to get that. but That's fine. We'll, you, we'll happily you, recommend that to our listeners. I, I just seriously. want everybody to know that the voice of Wolverine can also sing very well. No, I was like the singer in Canada for 25, 30 years. Right. Like, before I did any voiceovers or anything. So that's yeah. all I did for my entire life from the age of five. I was singing. Yeah. My brother, and you know about my little brother, my little brother. Well, he is my little brother, but five years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, we started. I got him a job in theater, and he he went on from theater. And he moved. He went to New York. I went to New York with for, to do a rock and roll band that I was in. He went with the show that I started in. It was a rock and roll. It was an, an opera, rock opera, a rock opera of Hamlet, and I was Hamlet. That's cool. for me. That's my, for my voice. Well, and again, yeah. Hamlet. Talk about someone who screwed up. Hello. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> with women, the same thing. I get the roles with guys that are kids can't handle women. And so okay, Rory, was, went, he, Rory went, this is the, so Rory goes to New York and uh, meets, they, they're doing the, the New York version, which they crucified. It closed opening night. Clive Barnes in New York closed it on opening night. It was called Rockabye Hamlet in New York. And they were there, of course, rehearsing for like eight months, whatever. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. opening night, boom, gone. All kinds of money invested down the drain. And with that show, in that show, he met Meatloaf. So Meatloaf and Rory, Jim Steinman went together. They formed Meatloaf. And Rory was yeah. a background singer for Meatloaf. Wow. Did the whole tour and with all the albums with Meatloaf. And uh, you know the tune with Bonnie Tyler. Again, Jim Steinman wrote all this stuff. With Monty Tyler, turn around every now and then I get a little bit lost and then I try to run away. Turn around, right? Yeah, that's yeah. my little brother that sings. Turn around. Wow. Wow, wow. That's a throwback. Yeah. Cool. And that's he did crazy. all the backups on Billy. He did all the backgrounds on Billy Joel's uh, Uptown Girl. And, oh, cool. You know, so you're like a whole little musical family, basically. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, time. Wow. Yeah. Well, I hope people will go and check out your goose adventures. I yeah. will. <laughs> I am already oh, no. trying to so, find them. <laughs> where, where, okay, tell me where. Tell me. Sure. I'll send you the link. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. You, you can, can uh, 
I mean, you can send it to where? Ryan. You've already been emailing with Ryan anyway, but the new page is at gmail.com and yeah, is our yeah. email address. Um, but also, since we're at the Emmy of the interview, we really just want to thank you so much yes, for making the time you. to be on our podcast and do this interview. It's just been a joy to it hear really the has. voice of Wolverine. <laughs> it, it, to hear so much about the background of what what it was even like in the the experience in the nineties, yeah, the friendships, the friendships you made. You know? Yeah. Oh no, it was hilarious. Everyone was wonderful. And I didn't even tell you the story. Well, I'm sure you've heard all the, some oh, of the podcasts ahead, that I've go done. Go for it. Bonus story. Tell I oh, no, the story. <laughs> this is so cute. Because Allison, who ended up playing uh, Jubilee. Right. Yes. Allison Court. When I moved into this house that I'm in, have been in now for 39 years, Allison was uh, seven or eight years of age. Six or seven, eight, whatever. Right. And I had a TV. Sh- I had a TV show that was very, very famous, and it was uh, in Canada, and it syndicated worldwide, Spain, Ireland, whatever. And it was called Circus, and it was like Donnie and Marie Osmond. And right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was honest to God. I was like, so a star in Canada. So I move into this neighborhood, and Allison had a little girlfriend. The two of them would sit out in front of my house when they found out that the circus guys here <laughs> that I lived in this house. They would sit and wait for me to come out. They would wait to come out. Me for me to come out to get into my car to go up, and they would like wave and like say, "Hi, girls, how are you?" This we're good. So, so ten years later, wow. eleven years later, right. she's across the microphone from me. Right. I'm Wolverine, and she's Jubilee. And I oh. said, "Get out of here!" And no, and I look after oh, her as Wolverine did to Jubilee. So, so it's just a great to... inside story. Yeah, no, it sounds like you had a great like Wolverine Jubilee relationship in real life, which is mm-hmm. great. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. She was a little limp that sat on the curb waiting for me to come out. Wow, that is <laughs> you know, so cool. adorable. I love it. Yeah, it was. Exactly, Maddie. It was adorable. And that was working with her and stuff. And, the, and now she's directing me. She's a director and does, you know, Corn and Peg. She does a cartoon called Corn and Peg and other stuff. Uh, and oh, cool. she's hired me. She's hired me to, for, like, voice stuff. Well, so there's a logistics aside that I cut out of the interview here where we talk about um, exchanging email addresses so that we can have the YouTube series where Cal sings to a goose. And then there's another lengthy anecdote that I'm going to include here where we're just shooting the shit about said YouTube series and the goose. It's hilarious because if you know anything about Canada geese, they do nothing but shit, really. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Honest, that's it. honest to God. No, no. They invade, they invade our golf courses, Ryan. They invade the golf courses. They just walk around shitting. Yeah. Sounds like geese. So these beautiful things <laughs> So when I saw this, this started starts March 15th when I started this, and I'm standing with my phone, and I, so I, I've got the camera on me and stuff, and I'm, I'm pointing up to her nest up there. She's sitting there like she's the queen of the roost. And I said, well, isn't this lovely? Look, look what we have here, a Canada goose. And they, they're wonderful. So, they, you know, they don't do anything but, and I have to be careful because I know there might be kids watching. They don't yeah. do anything but poop. Poop. <laughs> 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 and then I started singing to her, so I'm doing like, um, uh, and she's quiet. She's sitting on the eggs. Honest to God, guys, she couldn't move. She because apparently they eat so much before they get lay the eggs, then they do not leave the nest yeah. for like a week without eating. Yeah. Oh my God! That's and crazy. And then I think then I went up. Like, I'm climbing up a ladder now to see her. She's sort of hissing when I first started. She's got some <laughs> yeah. 
And I was thinking, when the little ones were born, the two little ones came out, the third egg didn't hatch, but I, and so I'm up there and I'm going, you are so beautiful to me, can't you see? <laughs> it's so good. It's just so oh. fun. Well, I they must it. have all hatched by now. There must be little little. Guys. Oh yeah, no, we had, well, the whole story. You won't believe it. Well, uh, and I end up doing. They turned it into like a little series. So the tenth episode, the last episode, and I love. This is one of my favorite recordings that I recorded. I recorded the Circle of Life. Right, of John. Yeah. Circle of Life. Because yeah. you know they start here and they. they yeah, of course. Hit, and I know they'll be back next year, the little ones. And so we had them walking on our lawn, but we had to phone the wildlife people to come and capture mom and dad and the little ones and take them down to the water, which is just down the back of my property, but there's no way for them to get out. They tried for a half a day with yeah. mom and the little ones following her around and they couldn't get off. So, and it was sad. And we let them go until I sang. Remember, you know, it's the Toy Story. Have you seen the movie, the Toy of Story, the movie? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So uh, before, the first one I did before, because I love the way the whole series ends, is it ends with the circle of life. And I said, and I named, by the way, I named the goose Gilda. And her Gilda. two little ones were named Gidget and Gilligan. Oh, yeah. I love it. So, I love it. Yeah. So I named, I named, and everyone knew, and everyone's emailing, giving me a comment like, how's Gilda today? If I didn't do it, they'd go, how's Gilda? What's going on? And so mm-hmm. when I, I so I remember the song the song that Randy Newman wrote from uh, for, from Toy Story and I sang it and I, I started crying near the end it's like you got a friend in me thank you thank you you got a friend in me you doesn't anything I wouldn't do for you you got a friend in me Gilda you got a friend in me yeah so I thought, and then then the circle of life just blew me away and the guy that put it all together because he's an engineer. And at the end, right. it's like, I uh, lean into the camera and say, poop happens. There'll be other keys. <laughs> and then, I, then no, and I'm right up close to the camera, as is after a circle of life. And it's a great vocal. And it was a song. And I looked in the camera and said, there'll be other keys. And then I went, oh, there's only, there's only, there's only there And it goes to black. One goose. It yeah, goes yeah, to black. That's perfect. There's, there's only Gilda. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad you're story. so much about geese yeah. on this call. I really didn't think we were going to get into it. I didn't think we were going to cover Canada geese, but I'm pleasantly surprised. We, yeah, I know. So we learn something new every day, you know? Yeah, I've really yeah. learned a lot. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll love it. You will love it. You'll go ape shit because, I mean, the people have, they freaked out. They just fell in love with her. They fell in love with the whole thing. Uh, it's just great. Doesn't he have such a beautiful voice? That was so fun, right? Okay, so let's see if I can do the plug section completely by myself. Uh, so we're the Mutant Ages, and we have every social media. You know them all. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest. And we're individually at all those places. I'm at Mindy Myers. Brian's at Ryan Pagella. And we also have a YouTube channel where we are doing Let's Plays of every X-Men video game. We do skits where we're the X-Men or we make fun of skits we did when we were teenagers where we pretended to be the X-Men. It's pretty funny stuff. And we also have a whole bunch of ways that you can contact us, all of which you can find at themutantages.com. On the right-hand side, there's an email address, themutantages at gmail.com. There's a Discord server invite link there. There's a voicemail box where you can leave us a message at one 508 319-1668 and there's even a P.O. Box where you can send us physical mail at P.O. Box 3344 Natick, Massachusetts 
888-520-1760. And by the way, we are going to have a listener mail episode next week. But I should warn you that Ryan and I, now that we're a weekly show, we have been banking a ton of episodes. So pretty much every episode you're going to hear from now on is going to be something we recorded like over a month in advance. Same goes for the listener mail episode. So if you sent us something in the past month, probably won't be on there. It's going to be a couple months old. But hey, that is the sacrifice that has to be made in order for this show to be weekly and in order for us to keep up with ourselves and plan everything out. So I'm sure you understand. And speaking of understanding and supporting us, let's talk about that Patreon, baby. So if you have disposable income and you have it available to spend on a podcast that is totally independent, totally span supported, no advertisements, just us working hard every single week to bring you that good, good X-Men content, please consider backing us on Patreon. You will get some cool rewards if you do it. You will get some bonus episodes. You'll get copies of the songs I write for this show. You'll get backer-only updates from Ryan. It's a fun little spot for folks who are able to afford supporting us. And we also give shout-outs to folks who are at the $25 tier, our highest tier. So very special shout-out to Ian C., Samuel B., Soren B., and Zach S., We appreciate you so much. We appreciate all of our backers so much. It means so much more now, especially with Ryan not having any work thanks to Um, COVID-19. Those extra Mutant Ages bucks are going a long way. Let's say that you can't afford to support the show financially. It's all good. There's, of course, a wonderful and super helpful way for you to support the show, which is to give us a star rating on Apple Podcasts or give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook and share the show. Just tell your friends about the show. Tell them you like it. And that's all, folks. I did the plugs all by myself. And I'll see you next time. The Mutant Agent.